Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. Andrew Rutten, editor-in-chief. Robert Doggett, site founder. Andrew Stritch, Pokemon editor. Pokemon editor, indeed. We're going to talk about Pokemon later this week. I have some thoughts. I've actually been playing the new purple and red pocket monster game. And we're also going to talk about Ragnarok a bit. Um, Otten has finished the game. We're going to talk about some kind of cool gameplay stuff that happens toward the end or like the latter half. But first, let's get into some news. Netflix, you know Netflix? They do Stranger Things. They do... uh, they do, I don't know, Succession? Oh, they, no, that's they're, HBO. They're the point P devs, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking about Stranger Things, the game. That's what you yeah, were thinking course. about too, right? Yeah. Uh, no. no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Does Netflix do anything else? I just play their video games. Yeah, the great <laughs> games. Um, so Netflix is actually working on a uh, AAA game of some kind. They're working on a quote-unquote mm. big-budget PC game. Can we trust them with how badly they fumbled Game of Thrones, though? Come on. What if it's yeah. What if it's just a version of Bandersnatch for Xbox? Ugh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of exist for Xbox? Like, if you have the Netflix app on your Xbox, you have Bandersnatch yeah, yeah, yeah. on Xbox. You kind of do it now. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the game is supposed to appeal to hundreds of millions around the world, which you hundreds know hundreds of millions. That's bad that's, news. Yeah, that means it's going to be some like I don't know. It, Watch, they're going to try to make. They're going to make some kind of. They're gonna be like, you know, we saw this Fortnite game and we decided to make our own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be something like that. Fortnite right. number one fan Andrew Otten recommended an this to Netflix. <laughs> I'm an expert now. They they gave me a call and they said, "Have you heard of Fortnite?" And I said, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. "You called I just the right man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the first man yeah. to find out this game That's exists." Right. Did you know yeah. Darth Vader and Indiana Jones can fight each other? Mm-hmm. And then John Wick comes in. <laughs> That's my favorite Netflix show, where John Wick and Indiana John Jones Wick. fight yes yeah but i don't know this is something that is like i still don't think of netflix as a game company i you know contrary to the jokes we were making earlier they're still the tv show and movie company right yeah they've been consistently saying though for a few years now they really want to get into it because that's so they see their biggest competition for your brain for your your time is games and they want to take that Mm -hmm. time Yeah, I mean, it would be, it would have to, I wonder whether they would build something on like a a known franchise that they own or whether they're just going to try to watch industry trends. We always see that issue with big companies following industry trends. If they're like, well, everything's hot in the gaming sphere right now. Like, you know, hey, let's put out a farming sim with collection aspects. Farming sims are so hot right now. Let's do that. There'll be some some rogue light aspect in there somehow. But then once you like put in um, like research, uh, research time and getting developers, getting the plan together, getting it through development, testing, everything, publishing, finding a good PR cycle and releasing, they're going to entirely miss whatever trend they're aiming to hit and it's going to fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yep. there's also been a trend of like these big tech companies who aren't gaming companies who try to get into the gaming space and just kind of crash horribly 
uh, Google Stadia. It's, that's not period. true at all. Name 12 examples. And if you can't, then, you know, that invalidates your point. <laughs> I can name three. Google and Stadia, Amazon and New World, Facebook and the Meta Quest, specifically their, their whole Horizon thing that they're trying to uh, do, yeah. Horizon no. Worlds. I knew that Horizon Worlds. Of. Yeah, and like I know they don't want that to be a video game, right? They're not billing it as a video game. They're billing it as like a meeting room thing. But that is just a fundamental misunderstanding of VR right now. I knew that Horizons would go nowhere just because the idea has no legs. They do have legs now. Is that, they is that, legs a, in. Is that a joke? They patched <laughs> legs in. Yeah. <laughs> now it has legs, but can it run? No. That's right. It's it's currently like quapping its way across the industry, <laughs> across the conference room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so that it's just like these big tech companies that are like, oh, hey, video games are kind of making money. Do you see this Grand Theft Auto Five thing? That's making some money, right? So we're seeing them trying to step into the gaming space, and it's kind of I don't know, they're fault, they're quapping right onto their faces, you know, and it's. Like, I'm not saying that's exactly what Netflix is going to do. I've, I've heard, like, the Stranger Things games are not that bad. But I don't know. There, there is – they have a lot of, um, like, baggage to get over that's not even their own, you know, but it's, like, kind of just yeah. that, that whole big I, tech company getting into it, right? I think one thing they have going for them is that they have done a pretty decent job of – some kind of video game adaptation stuff on netflix particularly anime out of mm. games so i wouldn't be surprised with something in that like genshin realm honestly they're like oh that's anime stuff and the gamers seem to like their games as anime like if right. i'm thinking of some big wig exec like ah oh, they like that stuff right it might be something along those lines i wouldn't be surprised you know they should make yeah. a video game out of cyberpunk edge runners that's right <laughs> that'd be fucking cool man <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like whatever trend they're going to find. Well, I'd be hesitant to say that they would do something like Genshin because then all of the all of the execs at Netflix would be able to point over at Amazon and say, well, didn't they kind of do something like that with New World and now no one talks about New World? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Well, it's, watch, it's just going to be Dreamlight Valley, but Netflix IPs instead. It's just short-sighted in a lot of cases. They're looking at the dollar figure more so than how do we do this properly. Mm -hmm. Like Stadia, yeah. great idea, just absolute garbage execution in terms of thinking mm -hmm. things through. Like how are gamers going to consume this? Um, business model. Yeah, Meta's the same way. Like, yeah, I think well, it I don't know why you went that direction. And uh, Amazon yeah. just not a good start in terms of listening to their community like mm -hmm. i think new world was a good example of like the gamers were telling you like hey we don't like this this and this throughout the beta period and, and nothing really changed yeah um i don't know that's the trend for me in recent years is developers being very set on like this is the direction we're going rather mm -hmm. than saying like oh the community doesn't like this let's make these small tweaks and see if we can see improvement it's kind of like no we're sticking to our guns i mean and ironically is the best example of that oh, of a company who stuck to their guns yeah. and failed yeah 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 because i mean ironically the best the best example that we can have of a company that didn't stick with their guns and went with what the gamers want is epic and fortnite because mm -hmm. that <laughs> the the building wave fight mode of that, the primary mode of Fortnite, um, 
never got out of beta. They just dropped it. <laughs> like, yeah. People would play it as a way to get extra V-Bucks to use in the Battle Royale. That was it. Yeah. They dropped they dropped the Battle Royale on a whim, too. Like, it was just like, oh, this PUBG thing's doing pretty good. Let's yeah. drop our <laughs> own. And at the time, I was like, wow, y'all are just trend hopping. And then I started playing. I was like, shit, yeah. this is pretty good. But that's good. exactly like they already had enough going that they were able to see the trend and capitalize immediately. Yeah. Um, and that's Quickly just not what is the, any the of these other thing. companies yeah. are, are going to be able to do will be agile enough to, uh, to adapt it, to. It says a lot when they don't have any like names attached to it that I saw. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a household game developer, game director name, just somebody with some credits. Mm. Like, this is what they've done. I haven't seen anything like that either. It's like, oh. oh, for the Netflix thing? Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, I think Uwe Boll is working on our story, guys. <laughs> From what I remember reading, the game, the studio is in LA, right? Yeah. 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 And, and it has uh, the former Overwatch head, Chaco Sunny. Oh, does it? Okay. I think so. Um, I mean, they so bought Spry Fox, who's working on Cozy Grove 2, which is a uh, non violent MMO. Mm. Well, that's one thing that's I, in the hopper, I guess. I was gonna say here, actually, legitimate idea. Uh, what if it's Squid Game? Oh, Squid Game. That could game? also, yeah, Squid, a very Squid like... Game colon the game coming to you on PC. But Battle even that, four hundred fifty-six people, etc. <laughs> even that, they're going to be so behind on the trend. Squid what Game got... coming. Well, they're also doing the the actual Squid Games. Have you seen that? Yeah, like the really shitty one. Yeah. Um. So no, no, no. Mr. I mean Netflix. One? Yeah, Mr. Beast did one, but Netflix but, at the moment do, is like holding yeah. auditions and stuff to run their own Squid Games. Mm. Um, as like a game I'll only show. Only watch if they actually game. kill people. <laughs> you signed Although a waiver. We can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you die in the game, you die in real life. <laughs> yeah. They'll get but... Parma Lucky to help with the VR headsets. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that could totally be an avenue, though. They, they want something that mm. will, quote-unquote, appeal to a ton of people. Battle Royale is the hottest thing right now, and one of their biggest shows of the pandemic was literally a Battle Royale, basically. It's true. A minigame-based Battle Royale. They How had. about a deep like deep uh deep genre rpg tiger king there we go uh-huh like you gotta what get into like the what if it's about uh it's it's a prison break game where you break him out of prison <laughs> rescue the tiger king mm. oh no or, or what if it's a monster catching rpg but you catch all the different creatures from um stranger things and vecna's <laughs> the legendary Congrats, you earned extinction. <laughs> We're all joking about this, but we know it's just going to be some card game, right? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Ba based on what IP. Well, actually, here's a question. Do we think it's going to be based on a Netflix IP or is this going to be like a brand new thing? It also I think... depends on how they plan on releasing it. Is it going to be yeah. on Netflix, playable on Netflix? Because there's control ramifications to that mm -hmm. rather than dropping on consoles or PC. Because it so... depends what version of the of netflix they let you do it because yeah only certain only certain devices could do bandersnatch 
Yeah. So what if only certain devices can do this, but also like they get around it in weird ways with the mobile games mm. that you say, Hey, I want to play this game on the Netflix app. And at least for Android, it just takes you to a link on the Google store. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. you just download the app like normal. It's like, uh, okay, I don't really know why I needed to, to click get through my Netflix app, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Interesting to watch. Like I say, we've had all these big companies take stabs at it. Um, I think the only one that's been like semi-successful has been Apple, but they don't really make the games. They just provide us thing. Yeah. They really take a ton of the money. Yeah. They, yeah. They haven't really ventured into that realm, but mm -hmm. I'd be surprised if they did. I think they know that what they've, what they've got. Oh, I is don't think they will, but pretty good. Um, yeah. Don't do any of the work. Take 30%. Apple's looking at what Valve is doing, like, hmm, so you say that we don't develop video games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I have two stories I would like to present to the, the table, and uh, then, then we will discuss. Uh, God of War Ragnarok it has become Sony's fastest-selling first-party game like ever uh, by selling around 5.1 million copies in, what is that, like 10 days? That was one week, week. One, yeah, yeah in one week, week 5.1 million copies, which is a lot. That's nothing to nothing to shake a no. stick at. Wow, that's hey, a that's, lot. That's, I wonder how long it will take for that record to be broken. Yeah, that's almost uh, that's almost as much as you know. Square needs it to make money. They won't yeah. drop it now. Square <laughs> won't even drop God of War. It's sold yeah. Well, I think Sony was able to save money because they didn't have to deal with any fancy hair physics for Kratos. Uh, right. They didn't make right. an engine and never use it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then in, in uh, other news, uh, Nintendo, their, their video game po Pocket Monsters Scarlet and Violet uh, has sold uh, 10, $10 million in um, three days. I think that that's the first time yeah. on podcast you have not called it the new Pokemon Red and Blue or Red and Purple, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, instead you fucked up the pronunciation of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I'm irrationally upset. I need you to know that. <laughs> well, he put as much care into the technical sayings of words <laughs> that, Poke, that Game Freak put into the technical things of the game. Right. Yeah. So, so any hot takes on uh, Pokemon selling 10 million in three days and God of War Ragnarok yeah. selling 5 million in seven days? I think None, it's, it's, no a notes. it's a funny contrast when it's like, huh, one is literally the most popular and makes the most money of any media franchise in the world. By Like, you combine Star Wars and Marvel together, that's Pokemon's money. Mm -hmm. Like, of course it sells a fucking lot. Yeah. And the, of these course are, it does. And for comparison, like, these are both the fastest selling in their respective, like, companies' history yeah. in, in terms of, like, just how quickly games are coming off the shelves in digital stores. Yeah, it's... It, it's pretty jarring. I mean... Thinking through the amount of hype that God of War has had, and even you know by comparison, Pokemon, but ten million in three days is insane. 
well, I from think a numbers God, perspective. I think God of War has the hype because there's like there's the fans of the 2018 game who are like, I want to know what happens next, mm -hmm. right? But I think Pokemon is beyond hype now. I, I think mm -hmm. it doesn't need hype. It's like Call of Duty, no. right? No. It has like it has the dedicated fan base who will always buy it every year, every three years, right? And then the other kind of radiant people who might pick it up the day or two after who are like, oh yeah, my friends are getting back into Pokemon. Let me get back into Pokemon. And not Wait. to mention, like there are a couple 10 year olds out there, guys, who uh, who might like to play Pokemon. Yeah, that's the most brilliant thing Nintendo's done is they've they've kept it to where people our age and older are like, hell yeah, I'm buying Pokemon, and then they also grab the new generation. That's mm -hmm. the they can literally do Nintendo. no marketing, zero. I mean, all they have to do is drop thing, the game. An interesting thing as well to take into account for this is that, um, you know, there are people who, you know, for God of War, you are going to sell one copy to one person. For Pokemon, if you say like on the Switch eShop and stuff, I think it was like five or ten bucks cheaper to buy both of them. Yeah. Um, so that also is going to be like I've got I've got a mate who you know bought both copies, and his plan is to like play through them both. He knows what specific team he wants for both, um, and then they're the exact same because they're the exact yeah. same games. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, so that's about households too, in terms of like. Mm -hmm. You, for example, you and your wife each have a copy. Yeah, right. Or, or not be very like interested to see, like, yeah. hey, you sold ten million copies. How many unique people were there in there? Like, yeah. are we only looking at five million people? And there's just been like enough people have bought two of them. Yeah, I, I think it's more than five million unique. Oh I, yeah, I don't... I, it would be impossible for it to be five million. I'd say it's seven, yeah. seven five. Yeah, Probably. that's yeah. I think it's also very interesting how many people are yeah. buying double. Yeah, I think it's a lot of. I think you are underestimating how many You're people are buying. You're telling me over 25% are buying two. <laughs> I do not believe that for a second. There's I no mean, It wouldn't be over with, 25%. We grew up with Pokemon. It would be like many 20%. Of us are married are yeah. in our generation and so we're playing with our spouses that's two different okay. people like, that's two that's two you're not the oh, same true. person I'm sorry yeah. household, sorry <laughs> that's two yeah. different people. one household but two people yeah, yeah. right like i, know, I reckon the, yeah. i reckon 20 20 percent of people could be buying both that's singularly insane. singularly for them alone yeah. to play through both. yeah i don't think so i would I mean, love to like, know the date on that but i cannot believe that yeah how you're many people like people please sound off in the comments below. <laughs> yeah we this is how we'll do it give us your reasoning yeah i'm just thinking through like uh growing up i'm sure it's very similar it's just a bunch of friends like everyone makes sure they get a version or whatever and it's that kind of stuff but if yeah. you can get both and it's 10 bucks cheaper and you're also gonna get like a steel book and a code for an extra hundred pokeballs in each game like they definitely incentivize with bullshit digital gifts and stuff the, uh, yeah, i mean i'm sure that both. obviously it, it, it's a decent amount buy it because they wouldn't do it otherwise but i think even i don't know even I mean, more than 10 percent is wild to me in in my most charitable view of it i feel like pokemon right to be like, like if you're really really into it you're the kind of person who like oh i gotta get like these pokemon level 100 at the best you know competitive competitive team oh i gotta finish the pokedex gotta collect all 400 all 900 all 1000 pocket monsters right like that doesn't take 20 hours that's you're talking like a hundred plus hour commitment to one well, video yeah. game and then you're mm -hmm. telling me that there are motherfuckers out there who are like i want to do that twice in a year <laughs>
Yep. <laughs> wow. Well, you've got to at least get through all the story if you want to get, you know, to, to have the chance to keep the legendary of both. So that's like immediately you're going to be, you Wait, know. Have a chance to keep the legendary? What? Please clarify. Uh, no, I guess not so chance. So you can like get well, the legendary and not it. get to keep it? Uh, well, you have the you have a legendary that is your ride Pokemon that you would you cannot put in your Pokemon box, and you likely would not be able to like move it out into like Pokemon Home or into another game. Got it. So if you so you need to do like a full clear of the game and get into end game before you can even like have one of the Pokemon. Mm. Got it. You're just keeping shit behind locked doors. You've got to you got to keep playing. It's too much work for me. Yeah. Well, I mean good good for Pokemon. They're making all that money that what is that? 60 million dollars ish yeah. roughly, right? Um crazy. Or is it 600 million, right? Math. 600. Yeah, it's also yeah. crazy knowing how how badly the game leaked as well. How it was wholly playable online for like half a week before it was out. For it to still sell so astronomically, fantastic for Pokemon. So you're, Boyd you're is that, that set yeah. a shit precedent for the idea of if you want to sell a lot, then make a game that does not run like trash. Well, and this is also a good argument again. Like next time Nintendo DMCA is a like a fan game or like mm. piracy, be like, well, even if it got pirated, you sold ten million, so fuck off, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree with your your second point for sure. That I think the most disappointing thing to me is that something this, like on a fundamental technical video game level, is pretty, I would say, bad. Sold this much, but I also yeah. think that like there's a big contingency of people who are very casual players who like yeah they don't care don't even they don't even think, they don't even think twice about it. It's just it's just frustrating because. Pokemon and then you know Nintendo Game Freak they know that that's the case and you they're not I'm not they know the product that they put out there they did it anyway mm -hmm. and that's fucking bullshit uh, it's, yeah, for, it's for them so to stupid. maybe have tested on on hardware themselves and seen like cutscenes and some of that stuff and be like yeah this is good it's, it's pretty I've said crazy it before it's, it's the number one media franchise by a fucking country mile mm -hmm. by although I did see somebody else. tweet that they moved the game from their SD card to their local Switch storage and the performance increased dramatically. Um, That's interesting which, to know. Which, um, but it's still, makes it's me like. wonder whether it's hardware or crappy uh, SD cards. I, it, I don't know. Uh, game Freak, it's, it's still Game Freak fucking it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should be able to run yeah. it off the SD card. No, I mean, no there's, there's something larger to, because it is the world's largest media franchise. There's a whole bunch that is happening and is put in motion outside of the game development and the game dev timeline. You know, I'd really like to see them release some patches and fix some stuff. But I mean, we know that, uh, you know, the, the anime is two weeks away from ending for this season. We've already had Sprigatito, one of the starters, show up in an episode of the anime. So probably next week we will know the start date of whatever the next season of Pokemon is. They've got all of the plush toys to come out with. How dare they potentially have a lull in cards? 
they would need to have the next set of Pokemon card boxes ready to go. You know, they couldn't send that out first, and then that spoils all the new Pokemon because um, you need to like experience it all at the same time. So there's probably a much larger media strategy that oh, yeah. needs to be addressed. Like if if the timeline is not conceivable, um, you know, they just they just need to have two teams. Mm-hmm. They need to have think... whoever's working on the next side game, whether it be a new Let's Go game or a new Legends game or a new mystery dungeon or something else. They need to have people focusing on that. And then they need to have a core team um, who gets to spend more than a year developing a game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Pokemon probably is the one IP that has so much going and so many threads all at once that yeah i mean i could i can get on board with that reasoning that they're like the wheels are in motion we literally can't stop whereas for a lot of other games it's the game so delaying the game is fine but in their case if you delay the game you delay the trading card game the shows the plushes like this insane like it's just crazy to think about the scope of Pokemon compared to when there would be when it first like, came out when we were younger. There would be weird shit that we wouldn't even like think about how like the timing of the game getting pushed could fuck up. Like that could mess with supply chain and demand to the Pokemon Center stores in Japan. Yeah. Um like it, it's 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 a monster. It's too big. I would legitimately love to talk to them about how they figure out the timeline because it's not like you know you're releasing what phase five of of the mcu or whatever it's like that times 10 in terms Mm -hmm. of of what they're doing from a scope perspective it's pretty crazy to think about when we were younger it was just you know the trading card game the show and the first handful of games Mm -hmm. that weren't like massively different from generation to generation right and maybe like a few plushies but nothing like so big that it is yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe I started with I, 150. None okay. of that I could give a shit about. They they have all the money in the world to solve this fucking problem, and they choose not to deliberately not do it because they get rewarded for not doing it. Why well, would they put all this effort when they make all this money anyway? I think counterpoint. They don't see it as a problem. Exactly, they don't. Yeah. It's not they, a problem they, to solve. It's just not a problem. Yep. People still buy it in this state, so it's like, well, who gives a shit then? Yeah, there's it's definitely meetings. Yeah, there's definitely meetings where they sit down and go, it's like, well, like they have projection teams. They've probably got teams, teams, teams of like analysts oh, yeah. that are just like, hey, if the entire game only runs at between 26 to 29 frames a second, and, and you're lucky when you get that rare moment of 30 frames per second, um, like what's how's that going to affect everything? Nothing. Okay. Fuck. Shit. Exactly. Yep. Like I, I think the the biggest or closest thing they've gotten to a slap on the wrist is this game from like the critics, right? Because I think this is the lowest reviewed mainline Pokemon game in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Like lowest scoring. I mean, even IGN gave it a six, right? Um, so. I don't know if Nintendo or Pokemon Company or Game Freak sees that as a slap on the wrist in any way, shape, or form. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I doubt but it, it. It might be the first sign where they're like, "Oh, maybe." Yeah, maybe it might be a little spark something that it would be nice to. 
I don't know if they, they probably don't give a shit about reviews either. Because, I mean, I think if you go back and look at most of the mainline Pokemon games, they're not that well reviewed anyway, for the most part, if I remember correctly. I think they like, they, they break the 80s sometimes. Eight, well, I think it's consistently in the 80s, from what I remember seeing on Metacritic, right? I don't Pokemon know. Series? I have to look. But, yeah, no, it's it, it shows that, yeah, people have started, you know, kind of voicing more that, there's a larger problem having here and i think the continued discussion around it is probably going to be good with more yep. people you know it kind of it's moved out of the range of like sun and moon kind of ran laggy at times but now that it's like on switch and people are expecting more it's not like well it's a 3ds mm-hmm. um i think that probably that discussion will keep happening and it's either going to be the the games improve um and they they get better we get a Switch Pro, and it has enough overhead that they can just brush brush their uh, technical, unoptimized game under the rug, or just nothing changes. And I think if, yeah. if nothing changes, then people will just continue to talk more and louder. Mm-hmm. And if they do it enough, it'll start to impact sales. I, I, don't think, I don't think we're going to see an impact in sales, at least not like... The next game even you know what i mean like even though this one wasn't as technically well received i still think when they announce pokemon like gun and bullet or whatever like it's <laughs> it's still That's gonna sell pretty well yeah it's still gonna sell you know like at least eight nine mil copies yeah <laughs> what is what is a sales performance eight or nine million that would when be you're like at the 10 million sales drop yeah are you talking about eight or nine million in the first three days only at least i was say yeah because i don't they like a, a poor performing pokemon game would be like 20 less than 20 million mm-hmm. or in and, the 20s right and i know that pokemon has kind of dominated this conversation a bit but i also want to say like i know we framed it as like here's god of war sales and here's pokemon sales but i also don't think it's a competition like i don't think people at sony santa monica should be like oh no. shucks well maybe the next game we make <laughs> should be pocket monsters kratos catches pokemon let's go like no i don't think that's, that's down for that. yeah or he well he'd probably like chop their heads off or some shit that's um, how you catch them exactly that's how you that's how you catch a miraidon um i don't think that this isn't like a fail or a loss or anything for ragnarok or sony not or santa all. monica right like not at all like still, still 5.1 mil figure mm-hmm. particularly for the kind of game it is it's not, not a multiplayer game um and it's a sequel to a game and it's such such a direct sequel where i, I would argue that like you would be missing a, out a lot on the experience if you only bought ragnarok yes didn't play the first lot of context that you that would really enhance that you wouldn't have right and and so many people were like i need to know like i need to buy it now right so i think that's pretty great yeah so not a loss for sony congrats Mm -hmm. to nintendo hey guys what do you reckon xbox's fastest selling game was and how long ago do you reckon that was i mean halo infinite's got a Halo? Know, fastest ever it's gotta halo be like halo three two two or three it's gotta be halo two, be two or three oh, wait, can i change my answer to scale bound <laughs> <laughs> that's cold too soon the, the sales are infinite on that we, we, we're still waiting on the final number yeah wait stretch did you have the answer or were we just uh, i think he's looking two? i want to no. know no i'm, I'm, I'm number one is halo 
Um, yeah, I'm seeing like overall sales, but I have not seen like you know what was the best to selling best to sell in a week kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I can't imagine it being anything other than Halo 2 or 3. It's very old, though. Yeah, looking yeah. at this list, the X, uh, the the list on Wikipedia for list of best-selling Xbox video games, you have Halo 2, Halo Combat Evolved, and Sneak King. <laughs> <laughs> that it's, it's is for at number four. Several guys out there that have hundreds of copies. Like, there's a bunch <laughs> of people that just have a shit ton of Sneak Kings. So I fucking love Sneak King, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I also think if we're talking about modern day Xbox, I think the stat they care more about is number of users in the first week, right? Because mm -hmm. if we're talking first party, it's like how many Xboxes or how many Game Pass subscriptions, how many people log yeah. on Game Pass yeah. to pay this play this game, right? Yeah, I think that's their bigger. That's gonna start to skew the numbers for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so well, they gotta to they gotta have something when they don't have any first party shit coming out. <laughs> yeah. It's it's coming someday they say. Yeah. Well, Scalebound is just around the corner. Yeah, it's, just, it's almost the other, here. The other Obsidian stuff's coming someday. Although Pentiment just came out, and it's really good. Yeah, I, okay. I heard great things. I haven't about played it but... yet. That's my next game. Now that I've finished Ragnarok, I'm diving straight into Pentiment. Not I wanting, you're not excited to play Pokemon. I couldn't. What give if I a fuck about? What Pokemon. if I bought? If I bought you Pokemon, would you play it? No. You want to play Pokemon with me, Alton? No. Uh, Come you on, know, you I, me. We'll get all the badges. I'll, I would I'll like... video myself going to my local game store and turning it in for money <laughs> to get something else. <laughs> I would I would ask them for all their copies of Sneak King in exchange. <laughs> well, on that note, I have to go let's... in the back and search deep for that one. <laughs> let's talk about games because I actually have been playing Pokemon. Uh, Stretch did not pay me for this. This is not sponsored content in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> No, he um, only pays for Game Pass mentions, which you didn't mention that earlier, but you get he paid you for that. That's true. Yeah. Uh so I have been playing Scarlet and Violet, specifically Violet. Um You don't have both? No. I'm I'm one of the eighty percent that don't have both. Are you a real um, gamer then? Not a real gamer, no. So I guess where I'm falling on with this game is I think this is the best pokemon game in a long time i i do firmly believe that i think it's it, the open world is really refreshing and how you can just kind of like go do whatever whenever however is really nice um there's a lot of quality of life things like the whole where you can like send out your pokemon to do fights but you don't have to do yeah and then it, it just like one hit kills wild pokemon and you get experience it's not as much experience as like going into the battle but so much more convenient yeah it, it feels like a, a page out of kind of taking the convenience of arceus and putting it into this which is really nice uh but man it fucking sucks shit looking at it dude yeah. i hate looking at this game man it's so ugly it's really yeah. bad when i was talking about it with with christian when we did our kind of like post recap about it it's just like if it was like a single location where it was bad then that would be like, okay, I'll just like avoid that one place, whatever. But it's just everywhere consistently running at 26 to 28 frames. Um, I mean, like even the frames, I I can survive. I'm not like a frame queen. I don't need mm -hmm. it to be like, you know, 144 or whatever all the time. But even the textures are rough. I think the biggest mistake this game makes is in the first 
30 minutes where you go through the rigmarole of pick your pick your starter fight your rival who always picks the weak like the the pokemon that's weak to yours you beat them and then your rival she's like cool meet me at the top of this very tall lighthouse where we can look at the grand landscape around us and you get up there and it is depressing it is sad to just look out on the horizon and see all of these low poly textures and it's just very uninspiring it looks like a 3ds game blown up to be 1080p in a very unflattering way (laughs) and it just sets a really bad tone for like it's not going to get better than this like the next 30 hours you're going to spend it's not going to look any better really uh, so you basically just do an Assassin's Creed, climb to the top of the tower, and when they do the little circle, it's just un unrendered. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it, an unrendered world, basically. Yeah, you're not going to render them at like the maximum quality, right? Like you know, lo- like distance and all that, right? But there, it just doesn't look great. It's not very inspiring. At least when you're at the top of a tower in Assassin's Creed, you're kind of like, oh, you know, this looks kind of nice, right? Like generally, it's like, well, yeah, that looks like a city. Right. It always looked impressive. Like it's kind of that you get up at the top and there's this impressive kind of pan over everything. And that was always like a this is kind of cool. Like I can see all the way off in the distance. But if you bring that to Pokemon and it doesn't load, yeah, I could see how that'd be like, uh what? Mm-hmm. So not a good breath of the wild moment. Not a not great breath one. of the wild moment. No. And I and then there are little things where it's like I mean, it's admittedly overall faster and better and because of all the convenience and quality of life things, but there's still like weird hiccups. And like every time you switch out a Pokemon, it takes a while. Like it's it's like only mm-hmm. one or two more seconds. So it's not that bad, but you really notice it and feel it every time, you know, and yeah. it, like those one or two seconds kind of add up in the long run. And it's like this, this feels like it shouldn't take this long to do it. You know, I think like, small ant on launch day streamed it for like 18 hours but his save file showed like 16 or 16 and a half hours wow and it's just like the idea that like yeah if you're you know if you're playing a game that's 10 percent slower <laughs> like it just runs 10 percent slow it's crazy you will lose hours <laughs> yeah which is nuts uh, that is pretty wild mm-hmm. um, but no it's it's like so much of the like the core of it the mechanics um i mean in terms of like topography the world is interesting Mm. um and it's like very densely packed there's really good Mm. variety (laughs) how are you saying "Mm?" like you can catch like 40 pokemon in the first area okay it's cool that's pretty good that's yeah, it's not, densely, that's not normal. It's densely packed with Pokemon. I guess I'm looking. I'm thinking of the environment itself. It does not feel densely packed. It feels like empty fields, empty barrens, empty. Mm. Like everything feels empty. But you still see a lot of Pokemon back. running around. Yeah, if you're close, they don't load f- that far away from you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I will say there's a lot that I agree with Scrappy. There's some things that I think he's he's moving a little bit further with. Um, but like in terms of the the game, I think that they're doing well in in terms of what is there in terms of presentation. Boy, they they really like wrapped the game up in newspaper, sh- tied a shitty ribbon on it, and handed it out to the kids. Mm-hmm. So you um, gave it you gave it an eight point five. Yeah. If 
the technical issues were not a thing and it wasn't stuttering there were no frame drops or any of that kind of stuff how much did that impact your score i would have given it if it it because it is it's kind of the game the entire game runs slightly slow and it you do get a little bit of change blindness to it but it's still just so present um and at certain angles in water and stuff it will definitely drop down to like 10 15 frames Jeez. um i think without if if it like ran perfectly no glitches then i probably would have bumped it up to a 9 um mm. aside from that a much uh, another issue that i had it kind of has the the same kind of issue that I had with Octopath Traveler that by creating a world where you've got three large quest lines, but you won't know what order you're doing what quest line in or where you'll be at what point in the story. Like yeah. if you do stuff out of order, you can't like happen to meet an NPC over here who drops some huge bit of lore, assuming that you know something that you would have been told at the other end of the map. Right. So I think that like the world is really nicely packed with Pokemon, but it's missing humans. It's missing more uh, story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like earlier when I was kind of saying it was like empty and like kind of disagreeing with you, I think where a lot of that stems from is the hum the human aspect. Cause mm -hmm. even when you go through the towns, like the thing, like if you remember the older games, like there, there was a lot of like, when you're going to a town, you transition and there's a loading screen and then you're, then you're in the, like the town area and then to leave the, uh, like, or the city area, you would transition loading screen, right? Etc. There's none of that. So far as I've encountered, you just ride right into a town, right into mm -hmm. a city. Right, or I guess the 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 main one, like the capital, that has yeah, like Mesa goes that has a loading screen. Yeah, but the rest so far, you just ride into the town, and it's like it's all just part of the the open world, right? But there are a lot of humans there. I feel like cardboard cutouts. You don't really get to talk to them. Like like oh, there's a lot where just like they have a speech bubble over them, and then that's it. Some of them have a speech bubble with an arrow, and that kind of says, "Oh, you can talk to me," and I will say three more words after the speech bubble. So I'll say the same speech bubble with like extra few words and it, it makes them feel hollow and it kind of feels like mm -hmm. an unlived in kind of space. And I just did um, a trade where I gave someone a, a, a pin kerchin for yep. a haunter that transforms into Gengar. Um, and after I did that, tra that, you know, that transaction, cause her speech bubble at first was like, Hey, I'm, Hey, I'm looking for a pin kerchin or whatever. Right. After I did the trade, her speech bubble stayed the exact same. So I feel like I have no impact on the world either. So that just kind of helps it feel really empty, right? Yeah. And then if you, you go to a shop or a restaurant or whatever, there is no inside of it for most of them. It just brings up a screen, which feels very old JRPG to me. Um, and the screen is like, like a really sad texture in the background. And then there's the words. It, it's like not even an appealing menu screen in any way. And like the sandwich shops, they're all the exact same so far. The gyms, all the exact same on the inside so mm -hmm. far. Like they're like, and a I think, off yeah, it's just a lot of subways and gold's gyms. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was, that was for me, like the same kind of thing. You know, it feels like there is a lot going on, but it's all at the surface. And yes. then the surface doesn't look very pretty. No. So <laughs> it's rough. Um, yeah. 
which I don't know. It, it does make me sad because there's a lot about it that I would really, really like. Like I think yeah. this game would have almost genuinely convinced me, like, hey, Pokemon's kind of cool again. Like I love that you get the legendary right at the start. Like you can't throw it into battle, right? But like how the legendary becomes this kind of like diegetic part of the story, and you're like trying to rehabilitate it, and you can use the legendary to like get around. Like that's your ride Pokemon for the whole. And like as you do the Titan Pokemon like objectives. You're, you're like you can start doing surf and you can like dash and i assume you'll be able to like fly and climb or whatever like mm -hmm. other movement traversal type things right it's like that's all really cool and it feels like you're more connected to it in a way that i haven't felt with a lot of pokemon games in a while but then well, then when you start dashing and then it drops to like 20 frames per second sometimes 15 because there's too much grass on the screen it's like ugh. This could use some more time in the oven just for like just the presentation is impacting this game far or my experience with the game far more than I really expected it to. It's like it's going to be another week or two and someone is going to make a mod that fixes background animations because I know that they already did that for Legends Arceus. Mm. There's going to be the mod that fixes background animations. There's going to be a mod that someone's gone through and AI upscaled every single texture in the game. And then there's going to be like an unlocked frame rate mod slash mod that lets you, you know, use the full power of your PC or something. And then the game's going to be fantastic. But it's just like there's so much holding it back. You know, it's it's sprinting for a finish line with giant like chains on its feet that say mm -hmm. unoptimized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I think the the thing that makes me the most sad is that if this were literally any other company, I would call this game a really nice proof of concept. And I'm excited for the sequel because I know I hope and can believe that a lot of these problems would be fixed in the sequel. But this is Game Freak. And I firmly believe that these problems will persist in the next game. And that kind of makes me sad. Yeah. I, they, should, they should go back to 2D pixel art. I think they've made too many steps forward to make it back. They just need to stop like taking steps forward. Like take that lateral step to get out of like the rocky rough and onto a path and like sort your shit out. Take like, you, what you've you got do... now and improve it rather than yeah. add to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take some time to look at this and say, well, how can we stop it so that when we have an interior shot of a classroom and we have main characters working at a buttery smooth 30 frames per second that we don't have two NPCs to the side moving with a five frame per second, like shift cycle. Like what is, what is happening there? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. There, there was like uh there's one gym. I think it's the grass gym or so every gym they have, they have you do a gym test where you have to do some sort of mini game of some kind. Right. And the gym test for the grass one is find 10 sunflora that are hiding and then bring them with you back here. And as you collect one, one follows you. And then every extra one you collect, more of them follow you. So it gets to a point where you have 10 sunflora right next to you running at three frames per second while you're, while you're at 30 frames per second or roughly. So it just looks really bad, but it's very funny. And you just got to run the troop back. And it's like that, I think, kind of exemplifies like 
they were okay with that because that's such a clear that's a clear core part of the game like you have to do that to beat the game right that those okay those frame it. drops and flora were also in like the first trailer for the game mm -hmm. um, they definitely got better than they were in the first trailer but they're bad <laughs> yeah 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 it's a shame this could have been like a, the, the greatest pokemon red game ever but um that's that's really like the biggest sentiment that i'm hearing from people is like the game's amazing i want to recommend it to everyone but for like even yeah but they can't because it it has so many performance issues mm -hmm. look you're gonna love it but it plays like shit yeah, yeah. basically you're yeah. gonna suffer a little but yeah. so it's like elix well, at least there's like some you know, fun. Pokemon is very Elix-like. You're yeah. right. Uh, it's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying your guys' stuff. I, I wouldn't recommend it. I would not. Even though. if the technical issues were non-existent, I wouldn't be interested. Yeah, I don't think you would be the target audience. If the tar if the technical issues were fine and it looked prettier and the presentation was better, I could, you know, like I could maybe be the one to say, like, hey, I recommend this game. Check it out. It's a good, like, first Pokemon game if you've never played them, but no. Uh, let's talk about a game that can run in 60 frames per second, sometimes 120 even. Uh, let's shift gears and talk to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Um, just as, you know, ground rules. I know it's been two, three weeks since the game came out, but we're going to talk about a new weapon you get so if that if that feels like spoilers to you probably feel free to, bye. to cut off here bye we will <laughs> miss you come back when you when you get get further in the game we're not gonna like spoil the ending of the story or whatever no narrative really here just more gameplay stuff but Otten, you have you've gotten the new weapon you've rolled credits you've beaten the game yeah how, do, how do you feel weapon the new weapon's pretty damn cool Mm -hmm. The lore behind it's cool. You making it is cool. Yeah. Kratos getting it and he's all like Brock is with you when you get it and make it. He's like, Hey, you know how to use that? He's like, I fucking this is the first weapon I learned how to use. Yeah. yeah. Like, of course yeah. I know how to use this. Yeah, he's he's a like, Spartan. Oh. He's a Spartan, yeah. He's like, duh. Mm -hmm. Um and of course it's I don't know, it's pretty rad. I forgot the name of it. The, the drop it? near spear. Drop drop near spear, that's right. Mm -hmm. So who is drop near? It's some it's some ring it's just okay. the name of a ring so the ring just oh, okay. randomly produces <laughs> copies of itself and mm -hmm. the dwarves in it were using it to like smelt it down for gold the copies and that's how they <laughs> constantly had material to work with is they just had this this ring just constantly making copies of itself right <laughs> and so they combined that power with this spear so what you can do is you can use the spear and you can like throw it a bunch of times and have multiple copies of it and then you can explode those copies like they'll embed themselves in the enemies and you can blow them up okay so you can um, embed like eight or so it's yeah. the maximum it's you the max it. yeah yeah so you get eight in an enemy and then you can explode them all and it's like it pops off like and it's it's not simultaneous either it's kind of like a like a firecracker almost yeah it's, it's very satisfying. satisfying yeah it's the it's a very it's it was always the perfect ending to some combo you're like that'll kill him and then you just you hit the, the triangle and then Kratos will slam the spear down on you, you turn away to, to look away from the explosion yeah. and then you like yeah. they just set them off behind <laughs> you. it's pretty it's pretty fucking cool it is and just the way the spear also will come into uh helping you get around the world it's pretty rad 
uh, it was always very satisfying to see Kratos like tie a spear to a, a line and throw it down so you could then zip line down something. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like watching the the spear fly through the air, like they put a little um, red cloth on it so it spins in the air when it's going. It's Hell just yeah. a nice visual flair that looks very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I like about the spear is it comes into play, I would say, at the halfway mark. I think that's roughly, like, maybe a little over the halfway mark. a little over halfway, probably. Yeah, so you're getting it in the second half of the game. And I think the weapon is not so complicated that it feels like, oh, man, I got to relearn everything. But it's it's just complex enough where it's it's still fun to use and you can play with it. And some of the, the special attacks you can do with it are really cool. Like, I love the one where you just throw the spear in the air and then it rains down a bunch of spears on an enemy and it tracks them as they as they move around the battlefield and that's just such a cool and smart use of the fact that this is a spear that copies itself a ton of times yeah and what's so great about those like one of them too like one of the light attacks that you have is you you just stab them a bunch of times very quickly and it just leaves a lot of the embedded things that you can then explode later um it's uh it's very fun to use Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so does it just help with the traversal going down or does he like use it as monkey bars to like yeah like there's certain parts where you just chuck it into uh, some hole and it'll stick and then he can use that to jump up onto different new places and or swing on it down to something or whatever yeah and there are like rocks or like like big boulders that have a golden glow in them like cracks that are golden and you throw the spear into that and then it can blow up the rock and it opens up a pathway or they use it a lot later like if you fight a spoil you fight a fuck ton of dragons in this game mm-hmm. um they'll like land on pillars and stuff and you blow up the pillars so they can't land on it and like shoot fire at you and stuff yeah or even some of the dragons like they have weak points around them yeah. that glow yellow and you know you like that clues <laughs> in like okay the spear yeah that'll yeah you, know, you, you got like the, the blue of the axe the yellow of the spear and then the red of the blades i'm sure mm-hmm. yep yeah pretty much uh i will still say though the axe is still my favorite thing to use the uh, as cool as the spear is the leviathan axe is just fucking rad dude mm-hmm. the, the leviathan axe is such a high fucking it bar it's so it's hard to beat it mm-hmm. uh, i'm the... sad that we never got to use mjolnir even once even for just a brief period <laughs> yeah. no sorry to spoil that for everybody you don't ever get to use it mm-hmm. does that mean that kratos is not worthy or we just don't know there, there's a good story reason for okay. why he doesn't so like I'm, okay. I'm cool with it you have yeah. to see yeah um and yeah, i mean a big part of the the leviathan axes it's upgrade path same with the with the blades of chaos um is that kind of like just the upgrades for the for the spear are just like you can get more of them or like you get the special attacks or um are there any other like really like fantastic upgrades that you're like Hey, if you are still playing and you're about to get this, like, go for this upgrade because of a reason. Um, I don't know because I feel like the skill tree, like it's a skill tree, but I don't feel like you have to make choices in it because it, nah, you'll, quickly... you'll get them all pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like a lot of the skills are like when you're running and you press light attack, you'll do a dash attack. That's what uh, I think. Okay. You know, and, yeah. and like each, all three weapons have a thing like that. They're just you know treated a little differently. Um, probably my favorite spear upgrade ability, like the one that's not like a special attack. It's um, if you hold light attack, you'll see, like so you you hit light attack, you do a swing, 
and then you hold it, you'll stab it into the enemy, and it leaves a spear embedded in them. Yeah. And then you can upgrade that, where if you hold it down the whole time, you stab up to three spears in a row, and the animation and sound for that is so fucking good. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's pretty nice. The just the weighty the feeling of using the stuff in god of war that's always one of the most satisfying parts mm -hmm. like what makes the leviathan x so great is just like one of my favorite things to do is you hold the like strong attack and he like he really fucking cranks up to like hit somebody <laughs> and he just hooks them on him and just fucking throws them yeah like that is so every time i do it it's so satisfying to watch because it's like he's really <laughs> fucking putting some effort into this swing yeah. and uh, you like throw them far yeah they, like, they, they fling. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic mm -hmm. and you can throw them and then do like the crater like the the scorpion get over here thing yeah, if you wanted you, to, if you, if you swap to the yeah. swap to the blades, yeah. you could then, or just launch yourself at them, yeah. and plow right. In. Yeah, then the chaos blade is so like just insane, just how fast shit is moving all the time with them, just mm -hmm. whipping around. Yeah, yeah. I guess from the sound of from the sound of this, and you know, you commented as well with the axe, the the foley and the weight of the weapons in God of War is something that I don't think that any game has really come close to. Like that feeling of like the getting oh. the getting the axe back bringing the back, the, bringing the back, is back just, is, it's weighty it's like it, a they top somehow three managed, thing in the yeah. game honestly yeah it's like so it's, fucking good. it's good <laughs> the sound effect every time when the fucking wood slaps his hand is the mm -hmm. one of my favorite sounds in any yeah. game or also i think the sound of the spear when you like press triangle and like slam I mean, it when you on slam the it on the ground is pretty rad that sound is pretty nice too it's not as good as the man we are children talking about sounds of things hitting things it's but good. no no no, no. You're, you're adults having a discussion that's right about the effort discussion. of foley put into a piece well, of art for the playstation 5 correct would hit hand good Yes. Very good. Very no, good. this sound slaps. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and just the way like you summon the spirit, like nothing. It's just suddenly in his hand. You mm -hmm. know, he's wearing a ring, and it just just appears. Yeah. Oh yeah, because like, it's the drop near ring is just on his hand. Yeah, and he, he just wears the ring the rest of the game. Yeah, which is really uh, smart too, because you can still take screenshots at the second half of the game and not spoil the third weapon, because like you're really not right. going to notice the ring. You don't know. Yeah, there's not a checking ring around. Someone checking Kratos' Insta is like, oh, girl, is that a ring? <laughs> he moved on from Faye so quickly. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He has not moved on from Faye. Oh. <laughs> he not. Still very much affecting him. What's that? The, the dark, brooding character that loves his dead wife continues yeah. to be dark and brooding and love his dead wife? Shocker. I don't know if he's dark and brooding at the end, but... yeah. He well let's, let's we'll, we'll, we'll say that talk. we won't yeah, kratos, kratos has a very good uh i really uh i guess so not we're not going to get into the story as much but kratos has, he leaves in a good place yeah he does he like does. just the the to see his decision making how it changes and the reasoning for it mm -hmm. how it changes over these two games is pretty phenomenal mm -hmm. and how there's nothing super complex ha happening really. And it's a lot of concepts that Kratos himself has already thrown out to other people or someone has set around him. It's not like he has some revelatory thing. It's just like he has the come to the realization of like, okay, this is, he really, what's, what's great is he takes his own advice that he's, he gives people eventually. Yeah. Press X to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, he takes that advice. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I, I think what I liked a lot about Kratos in this is that I thought that his the first game I thought was like that's his character arc and now mm -hmm. he's like grown and we'll see where he goes and I was worried that this game he wouldn't have as much of a character arc and it'd be more about Atreus's it's a bigger of... one than the first game yes I agree it, it really surprised me especially like in that latter half where yes yeah uh, yeah. I th I think we I can say it's one of the better written games out there. Mm -hmm. It uh, pretty like it's it's a great great character. Like in even I'm thinking like the end the last bit, which I'm not gonna say what it is. Like the like there's cool shit happening all around you, but it's there's really cool character moments. That those are the memorable things mm -hmm. all yeah. those like as cool as it is to see cool shit and effects going around and big things happening it's these little these moment to moment kratos talking to atreus or whatever like that's when those those are what's going to stick mm -hmm. it's really good at doing that yeah. so excited to play i can't wait until this crazy holiday like rush is over yeah. so that i can just like sit down and be like nope no one no one perceive me no one talk to me no one nothing i'm yeah. just gonna it's sit down and play god of war for 15 hours i knew i would like it but i didn't know i would like it as much as i have now yeah i, I think it, it surpasses the first one in every way imaginable that i can think of mm -hmm. uh like it's absurd how much better it is like not in the first one's excellent mm -hmm. yeah. but this is just on another level of like damn it's, mm -hmm. it's so good and what i love too is it's not like it is better than the first, but it's not so much better that it feels like going back to the first is like an no, archaic and yeah. slow, whatever. Right? I imagine like, it feel pretty similar. Yeah, it feels just similar enough where I think like if someone's totally new to these games, I'd be like, you can start with 2018. And I wouldn't Absolutely. even have any caveats of like, oh, it'll run at sub 30 and it looks like shit. No. Just play 2018 and then it's such mm -hmm. a great transition right into Ragnarok. Great little duology of games. Uh, I, lo I love both of them. <laughs> um i've done everything now except the loose fire stuff the crucible uh so did, did you complete niflheim i did mm, interesting so interesting um, um yeah I, I think ragnarok is a very good video game i want to know Otten, at what point did it, like how many hours were on the clock when credits rolled for you the first ones or the second one <laughs> the second one let's say well actually the uh, first one the first one let's say the first one well the second ones weren't too long after the first one. i think it was yeah. 41 or 42 hours okay. i think yeah that was around it i think i was like 43 um, 44 hours. but i make sure i do everything on the side like i'm Same. not letting a side quest sit around it's like there's a bunch of moments in it where it's like hey you want to continue doing the main story stuff like should we go meet so-and-so back here or like there's a bunch of shit to do around here do you want to do that instead you know we got time to kill and it's like <laughs> of course i'm gonna go do that like i'd yes. love to hang out what's yeah. that fate of the world or help you gather up some ingredients let's go check out some ingredients well yeah. well but the, the side quests in this are like legit like they are, yeah yeah they're not like kill <laughs> 10 get 10 bear pelts for me they're not no and what's garbage. what's great about it is that like every major character has a moment has a, some story like most side quests are about them so you learn a lot like what happens with Brock and Sindri is some of my favorite stuff in a game because they're they're the you know the comic relief like they're your R2 and C3PO like little yeah. guys on the side mm -hmm. um and they have honestly even I like Kratos and stuff they might have honestly my favorite story in the game what happens mm -hmm. to them might be my favorite thing that happens interesting 
Um, I, because I it think... does it does stuff that you wouldn't expect in a game. Like you'd expect a uh, like, oh, it's gonna make the easy out like the easy story out to be like, eh, we want it to be, you know, people to walk away with this, but it doesn't do that. A lot of the times, like it does the like, oh, this is probably what this person would actually do. Yeah. <laughs> in a situation like that, instead of ah, let's just have everything be all happy and jolly and whatever. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's good stuff. I think we should leave it there before we spoil anything. Else. I haven't spoiled anything. <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, we're leaving hints, right? I, I yeah. think we should end it there. I think we'll 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 probably do some sort of like Ragnarok spoiler cast of some kind uh, sure. if you want to keep an eye out for that. Uh, I think this wraps this week's episode of the Tech Raptor podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, share it with a friend, let everyone know, and hit subscribe if you haven't already. And please follow our socials if you'd like. Uh, we're always doing like, trying. we're trying to do more interactive stuff on there, more polls, more like questions you could submit to the podcast. So if you want us to answer any questions of yours or react to anything, follow us on Twitter as, lo as long as that's still alive. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're also on we're Hive on, now. <laughs> we're on Hive. Yeah. So check us out on all the socials and uh, go to techraptor.net if you'd like more reviews, features, news, etc. But if you want more of this show, we will be back next Monday. And we will see you then. Bye bye. <laughs>